What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am feeling this weird sense of fulfillment right now. I don't know. I've been binge reading this book that I will share really quick in this intro. But what is up, you guys? We're quarantining all together. So I'm here with you. I know we're all feeling different things. So, you know, we'll kind of move past talking all about it again. But if you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I get more appreciative every week. I know it's kind of, I don't know, cliche, maybe a little bit annoying, but I do just find joy in seeing you guys join in on the conversation every week. I love when you guys share with your friends and your own little community. So thank you if you're new here for joining. My name is Emily. I am the host of this podcast. I started this probably, I guess, I don't know, maybe precisely precisely two months ago in early February. And it's been a fun time so far. On this podcast, I tend to have discussions with either fellow like-minded people or other guests I find interesting or simply just talk on my own about thoughts and topics revolving around fulfillment in life with having a career, creating meaningful relationships, all of that good stuff. So I'm just going to dive right into my personal intro for today as well as I guess what's been going on with the quarantine time. So if you're new, I start my intros with a little tidbit of what's going on in my life and or just something I'm grateful for. Today, I am simply grateful for my job. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't really want to add on to the topic of job security and whatnot, but all I can say is I'm truly grateful to still have my job, to have had always had my job in the past couple months since I started, and just to be able to have co-workers that I do thoroughly enjoy having virtual meetings with and being able to talk to them 
in the morning at 8, 9 a.m., you know, just starting the day off, FaceTime, still in semi-nice clothes, or I try not to be in my pajamas usually, and, you know, all barefaced and whatnot, so it's great. I'm grateful for it. I know that it could be definitely very different, so all I can say is thank you to the universe for granting me such a amazing job and amazing community of people. On the other hand, life update, because I don't really think I've shared any precise life update with the quarantine going on or since starting to work virtually, but obviously not much to update on in terms of major things changing, clearly. But I would say I feel very... I don't know what to say. I don't... But overall, I would say I feel very good about where I'm at right now. I think I have been practicing ways to be more practically optimistic and just being very mindful with what I'm consuming. I know a lot of people, at least kind of the life gurus or whatever, are kind of talking about it recently too, just trying to you know, being focused on things that you can control and all of that. And obviously, if you've been listening, you know that I kind of preach that. But I guess I just want to say that I, I've i been loving the fact that I can finally pursue some of the projects and elaborative ideas I've had um, in, in better detail now that I'm working from home and figuring out my groove a little bit better. I do wish that things can go back to normal a little sooner, but you know, it is what it is. I'm accepting it and I'm trying to maximize my time right now. And the reason also why I got on to the intro a little bit, I guess, happy (laughs) is because I've been reading or binge reading this book called How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital by Nathan Latka and I am not just inspired but I after a specific chapter I literally went to my notebook my google docs and reorganized a specific system I have for this podcast right now so I'm feeling very I'm feeling just simply good and I was thinking about the fact that you know, how I feel really good right now with everything in light of everything going on. I hope that you guys who are listening, whether you have felt that feeling already during quarantine or if you haven't yet, I hope you guys can use this time to explore something new, something different, or just just re-systemize something in your life right now that will make you feel really good in the end. Because I think going into quarantine, I felt a little stuck in a way where I felt like I was doing action and I was taking action, but I feel like the way I was approaching this podcast and my business and all these other things that I'm currently working on, I felt like it was a little bit at a slow pace for me and I couldn't pinpoint why. And now that I have no choice but to really take this time to invest in myself and my energy 
I've been able to analyze it a little bit better and understand what things I can do to change and improve to have a better result and outcome for not just this podcast, but in all areas of my life. So I'm feeling awesome. I hope I can somehow translate that energy to you guys through this podcast. But regardless, I want to get right into a little bit about the guest on today's episode. So today's guest is my college best friend, Avery, and I definitely don't even know where to begin with her. She has been truly a one-of-a-kind friend to me and someone that I can definitely say has changed my life clearly for the better, and I have mentioned her her name before plenty of times on previous podcast episodes so this might not be a surprise to those who do listen avidly but the reason why I had her on this podcast and why I have been having people like her who are friends with me in real life on this podcast is because I'm a firm believer in that you can gain value from anyone and everyone it doesn't ever have to be someone that is a specific name or celebrity or quote-unquote expert in a field I love being able to learn from other people I don't care if you're older than me if you're younger than me if you're more experienced than me because I think all of us go through different life experiences and we learn different things at different paces and so that's why I am a strong believer in being surrounded by different people with different experiences and different understanding and Avery is someone that has really taught me a lot about not only being more selfless and more thoughtful in the way I approach certain situations but I think she's just overall someone that really gives the best kind of mom-like advice and like I said, I've gained so much value from her in our friendship and I wanted to be able to share a piece of that value in today's episode hoping that you guys can hear it from a friend perspective and more so of a real-life conversation versus another guest on this episode that is a quote-unquote somebody on social media and whatnot. So I, again, am very happy and proud to be able to share this conversation with my best friend on today's episode. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Okay, Avery, thank you so much for being on the pod. I know I talked about having you on for so long. It's so funny because before I started this podcast, I'm pretty sure I told you that I wanted you to eventually come on the podcast, right? (laughs) Yes. Well, first off, I'm so excited that it's finally your podcast and it's actually out there for everyone to listen to because I feel like I was, I don't know, kind of helping you through the process of mm-hmm. starting it. So I'm happy that it's finally happening. Exactly. And that's why I'm really glad you're on too, because like for sure you've had a huge input and like huge, um, I guess just like support for me along the way of like getting this podcast like going and just like the concept of 
doing this on my own and just the concept of so many big changes in my life, honestly, in the past few months. So that's why I was like, honestly, the audience could take a book out of Avery's or a, a page <laughs> out of Avery's book. So this is why you're here. <laughs> well, yay. I'm excited. I've never podcasted before. So this is new. <laughs> this is super exciting. Okay. Well, let's start off with the basics. How about you share your version of how we met in college? Well, from, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we met like, I think two years ago, junior year. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Junior year. Mm-hmm. And I just joined our sorority and I remember, you know how you like go through and you follow everyone for your sorority. Mm-hmm. I followed you and I was stalking you and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this girl's style. I love everything that she stands for. Like, this is so cool. She's in my sorority. What the heck? So I literally remember, you know how they have those things where it's like tag a sister who inspires you, tag a sister who makes you laugh. All that stuff. You put it on your Instagram story. I tagged you in tag a sister who inspires you or tag a sister who has great style, something like that. And I remember you were like, hi, we've never met. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I love your style. I follow you on Instagram. We should totally meet up. And we literally got Mexican food that Friday. And we went to this super cute dinner and we've been friends ever since. Yes. <laughs> It was literally so awesome just because it's funny how it was also through Instagram, essentially. Like, yeah, we were in the same sorority and we were at Chapman together. But like, I think the conversation got initiated from Instagram DMs, which is so funny because nowadays I get to say like a lot of my friends have come out of my Instagram DMs, to be honest. Yeah. It's it's wild. I literally put into your DMs. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. And then obviously too, I think I realized, oh, I think I stalked your Insta once I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, she likes Javier's. And I was like, Javier's is like my favorite restaurant, especially Mexican food. And I was like, you want to go to Javier's? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like not that long ago. I don't want to say it feels like yesterday because it doesn't, but it does feel like like a year ago. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like two years ago, even though if you think about it, because right now it's March. Yeah. The it, weirdest part for me is that I can literally envision you and I sitting at the table, mm-hmm. but then here we are thousands of miles apart and we're best friends and we help each other through life. But like, I can still envision us never met each other, never knew each other, just hanging out over some margaritas Yeah, and getting to know each other. Like, it's really yeah. weird. That was just super cool. I remember that. Like, it kind of gives me chills because that was literally junior year you know? It wasn't that long ago. I know. It's just, it's kind of wild to think of it. Cause I remember we waited for like 45 minutes for a table too, right? Something like that. I think we Mm -hmm. waited for a while. So we were talking and like getting to know each other. And then you were a new member. And I was honestly someone that was ready to drop fucking sorority. Like I was really (laughs) ready to just get out. And I always told you like, dude, like you made me want to stay in the sorority. So Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thankful you didn't drop because you got me through it. <laughs> oh my God. And vice versa. So that's why like, I want to always share that story because I feel like that is so valuable to my Chapman experience. And then also after Chapman as well, obviously like right now we're thousands of miles away and we still talk pretty much a couple times a week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's just dive right into some of the questions that I always ask you on our phone calls that have always gotten me through my life shit. And that's the funny thing. I think the reason why I'm very passionate about sharing this conversation with the podcast world and whoever listens is because 
people see that, or I, I get a lot of DMs and people are always like, wow, your life is so together. Like you have it all together. You're, you know, you're strong, blah, blah, blah. All of it is like true. It's not like it's false, but I have to give credit to where people have helped me. And you're obviously, and you know it too. Like you've been one of those people that helped me through major changes. One of them being a relationship, which I definitely am very open to being candid about. I think that's like the huge thing about me is that I'm not afraid to hide those events in life because that's what everyone goes through, you know? And right. so um, that's why I want you on here to like share what you've shared with me that has gone me through those tough times that like people are seeing kind of the outcome of it now. And so I have to show people, these are the people I got advice, advice from. It's not always just like, you know, all these star people in the industry. It's also my college best friend who is thousands of miles away. And that's the point is people always think, it has to be people within your community or like within your physical environment. And I'm like, no, I still talk to my best friend all the time. Anytime there's a problem going on, I still call her, I still text her and she can still help me through mm-hmm. it. So it's all doable, but, um, absolutely flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I literally rave about you on every other podcast. So it's fine. <laughs> You're making my head. My head's going to be so big. I can't fit through the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, but I guess the, the first question is, well, share a little bit about your relationship experience. Cause my, my topic today is definitely going to be focused on kind of the mindset about relationships and dating and like understanding self-worth. So I kind of want you to give your background of like, or a quick brief background of your story with your relationship and to whatever extent you want to share. Phew. Okay. Well, (laughs) my name is Avery again. Um, I am 22 years old, about to be 23 years old. And I have been with the same guy since I was 15. I have a very different relationship story, but I feel like instead of giving advice from where I am right now, I kind of want to give advice to my 16-year-old self. And I don't think that me right now, I'm I'm the 1%. I'm not, this is not normal, 100%. Exactly. But me, when I first started, and his name's Jack, by the way, um, <laughs> When Jack and I first started dating, it was so new to me. I never spoke to any guys. I never texted anyone. It was just very weird. And he literally, he, Jack slid into my DMs. That's how we met. And Jack was like, hi, you don't know me. I have been looking at you since freshman year, which sounds totally creepy now thinking back at it. But he basically said it to my DM, said that he thought I was really pretty and wanted to hang out. I was like, uh, okay. So we hung out and the rest of his history. Um, but the part that I left out was I flew way under the radar. I was, I don't want to say nerdy, but I was definitely someone who didn't like a lot of attention. I didn't like to go to parties. I was very low key. Jack was our high school quarterback. Jack was going to all the parties. Jack was Mr. Social Butterfly and still is. I'm still very low-key. But I was so, so insecure. So insecure. Like I, Jack would say, oh my gosh, you look so pretty today. And I would think to myself, no, I don't. Like, why does he even like me? Or what the heck? What, like, what am I even doing? And I just, it took a lot in me to love myself and to even though I had this great guy who was showing me all this attention and love, it took so much out of me 
to be strong and to be confident in myself and to tell myself that I deserve someone who's so awesome because I'm awesome because I'm great and I deserve that and that took me a while I'm not gonna lie and it's it's hard and a lot of my friends come to me and they're like hey how do I like I don't know I'm kind of struggling with this relationship I'm kind of insecure what do I know like what if he's talking to other girls and blah 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 if he is who cares Mm -hmm. move on he doesn't deserve you you literally are so worth it and you're so amazing that and this sounds so oh my god okay I used to tell myself that no guy deserved me because I was so good (laughs) that's like that's an extreme and I'm not I'm not literally meaning that but I just I'm such an advocate for self-worth and loving yourself before someone else does and I think that's why Jack and I have lasted so long is because I learned really quickly self-worth loving myself loving myself before I can love another person and before I can let someone else love me mm-hmm. so that is kind of the general sense of our relationship we we're living in Memphis Tennessee now mm-hmm. so that's crazy yeah um so our relationship has gone well to the point where I decided to live with the man yeah in a different state right um but yeah, that's like kind of the majority of the my little spiel. Mm-hmm. And for context for listeners too, you guys did long distance for like all of college. I forgot about that. Four years? Yeah, I forgot about that little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That actually, okay, now that's funny you said that. I totally forgot that that was even a factor. Yes, right, it's Jack, crazy. <laughs> Jack, Jack played football in college. So he was at the University of Missouri and I was at Chapman, which is in Orange County, California. Um, so we did long distance for four years and a lot of people said, oh my gosh, he's so going to cheat on you. He plays football. There's going to be girls throwing themselves at him. And I was like, okay, I trust him. Right. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say. And they're like, well, do- doesn't that make you like feel bad? Doesn't that, don't you like hate that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm living my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my own thing. If it comes out that he is doing other things with other girls, like, okay, I'm going to move on. Like, I don't need that. I'm having my own life here in California. He's having his own life in Missouri. Like we are good. We're still together. Like, it's not like we took a break or whatever. Mm -hmm. We just lived our own lives knowing that we would come back together, like Mm -hmm. in the same city eventually. Um, But I was secure enough with myself that I knew that it was okay. And I knew I trusted him. So yeah. And I love that you share that too, because I think that's something, and you know this too, because we went through college and we know how girls in college think, but being insecure is very natural to many of us. And more importantly, especially just because of how society has taught us just with like football players and like the quarterback, of course, like naturally any girl would probably be insecure about that, especially at a big like division one school, right? <laughs> a big party school, right? So I love that you share that though, because I think it's important that girls who are listening to this understand that it's very normal to feel that way, but also very important to understand that he's not, I mean, the way you put it, right? The way when you were saying, I mean, like, if he does go that route, so be it. Like, I move on with my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's anyways, exactly. I think that's like the gap that a lot of people 
are missing between like the way you think versus the way the average person thinks about a relationship, right? Like there is a reason why you lasted for what, over six years with him and mm-hmm. four of it being long distance. And not only was it long distance, he was the fucking quarterback at the school at a very <laughs> popular party football school. I mean, like it can't, it, that's like, they can't get much harder than that. <laughs> right. Well, it, I think the difference between me and a lot of other girls who are experiencing their own insecurities that I want to help them with Mm -hmm. is that they don't need a guy to fulfill themselves. They don't need a guy to help them with their self-worth and to love themselves. They, they need to do that from within Mm -hmm. and within themselves. And it's so frustrating for me to see all these, not all these, some girls dating guys and they, that's it. That's what they live for. They have, they don't have a job. They don't mm-hmm. have anything that fulfills them on the outside. All mm-hmm. they can care about is this relationship and yeah. fulfilling that. And it's like, what happens if that ends? Your like, your life is over. You're done. You have mm-hmm. nothing to fall back on. Like, you have to. You can simultaneously have a relationship and put your heart and soul into that, while also putting your heart and soul into yourself and your life, and your career, and your health, and your wellness, and other relationships, and other friends, you mm-hmm. can have it all. Exactly. And that's, that's how people are the happiest. Exactly. And, and that's honestly, and you know this very well, is a big part of why I created this podcast, revolving around the topic of fulfillment, because I realized that I was fulfilled in like various aspects of life, and more importantly, being able to maintain that on my own, not relying on someone else for that fulfillment, right? Or some something like some people might think it's about money that fulfills them. And once they hit that goal or whatever, or making a certain income, they're like, oh, wait, like I got it now. Now what? You know, it, that's like not what fulfills you. And people who want a boyfriend so bad are also like, I see them, they're like, oh, and now I have a boyfriend, check off the list. But you can just see it in their eyes. It's not, that wasn't what was like, they thought that that was going to help fill the void or fill that lack of fulfillment, but it just fills the void. It just checks off mm-hmm. the box, right? Temporarily. Right. And so something I always kept in mind, and I, and I think I share this with people who go through relationship problems too, but I share this that you told me, and this is where we're about to get super candid because obviously I don't really mind sharing this, but obviously you helped me through a uh when was this this was back in like september or so when i was going through a breakup of my own and i was ending a a pretty much like a four-year relationship and i was struggling with like i think figuring out not only how to go about it but if this was like for sure the right decision and i remember you said something to me that just struck me so hard that i think that was probably like that final like this is it call And you said something along the lines of something about you told me that you would be able to walk away from your relationship today if your boyfriend wasn't treating you the way to your standards or treating you the way you wanted to be treated. You had like a full list of things that like you need your partner to do. And you said, if he did not fit any of those, you can literally walk away. And I was like shocked by that because I guess... I had a bias about it where I thought that like, you know, when you date someone for so long that you kind of 
put it on the back burner a little, like your standards and what you, what you value, value yourself at and like how you value your time and how you give to people. And so I was so like shook by how you said that. So can you ex- kind of explain why your mindset is like that and how you're able to maintain that? Cause I think that's something else like 80% of women our age in this like younger Gen Z millennial phase will struggle with being in a relationship is like walking away when they know that the relationship doesn't fulfill them and doesn't actually meet their needs but they're just they're just too like I don't want to say scared to walk away they're just too comfortable to walk away which is honestly kind of where I was so I want you to share like your thoughts on that because that really helped me really pull the final plug I so I in my relationships that I've made with other couples other friends the main thing that I've it's it's hard. You either find people who are single or you find people who have been together for years. And the sad reality is that the people who have been together for years become complacent mm-hmm. and they're comfortable and they don't hold their partner to the same standards or there's a lot of jealousy going on, not just with like other people, but jealousy of the person, maybe jealous of their career instead of building them up. Like, oh my gosh, you got a promotion at work. That's so amazing. It's jealousy and it's, I don't know. It's, it's negative. It's just negative feelings across both boards. Mm -hmm. So that's really sad. The reason why I feel and Jack feels, I I can speak on both of us. If we're not holding each other to each other's expectations of the other, we know that we deserve the best and we deserve better. So that's why I am so comfortable with saying, if I wasn't being treated this way, I would be able to walk away. Because I don't deserve that. And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about self-worth and loving yourself before someone else. Because yeah, Jack is my family. But if he was doing something that just was 100% not okay with me or wasn't treating me the way that I know that I should be treated or just throwing away six years and treating me like trash, like I would walk away. Like I don't deserve that. I don't care how long we've been together. So I think that's so hard for girls to understand because they get comfortable and they don't want to go through that pain and they don't want to go through the whole process over again and dating and over that. That was so hard. Like, I'm just going to stay. Yeah. You only have one life. You literally have one freaking life. You can't just like, you know? Yeah. So I, I keep telling myself, like, I am so lucky to wake up every single day that I do. And I'm so lucky that I get to go to work. And yeah, I'm lucky to have this boyfriend. But let's, let's not put a name to it. Let's pretend that I was some random girl. And I was waking up to Fred every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Fred wasn't treating me that well. I would walk away because I get to wake up tomorrow. And I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be complacent. I deserve so much better. Right. So I backtrack, sorry to like interject, but you mentioned like in high school or like even during the phase of transitioning to college that you were super insecure for like personal reasons, but also probably in part because Jack was in a very different social setting. Like he was, like you said, a social butterfly. He was kind of just always, you know, girls are probably like macking on him. And that's for me, even me thinking about it on, and the way how I would have handled it in college, I would have not been a good person. <laughs> so I want to know, like, 
where was that mindset shift from the insecurities and worrying, you know, what he was doing, things like that to this, this like mindset of like, if you're not fucking treating me well, I'm walking out the fucking door. I don't care if we've been together for six years, 10 years. Like that's, I've never heard another girl say that and, and especially our age. So I want to know like where that shift happened though, because I think a lot of girls are probably in the shift part or maybe still on the other side and need to get to that shift. So because you said that we're going to be candid on this podcast, mm-hmm. that's how I'll I be true. Okay. I'll okay. be true. Okay. I am a very faithful person mm-hmm. and I believe in God and God, I go to church and I pray all that. I told myself that God made me, and you don't even have to say God. You could just say that you were made. I was made in as a beautiful woman, and I was made to share my knowledge and my love and advice and care for this world, and I am so worth it. I'm so worth love. I'm so worth affection. I'm so worth my own self-love, and going back to my faith, I was made in God's eyes, essentially. And I wanted to embody that in everything that I did. And if someone wasn't treating me well, I knew that I could walk away because God made me in the way that he did. And I am strong and I am beautiful and I am worth it. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I didn't need anyone on this world to fulfill me because I was already fulfilled in myself. I fucking love that. That statement right there. I was already <laughs> fulfilled. I, I know I freaking swear all the time, but you you saying like, I was, I, I am already fulfilled in myself. That's a huge one because I think that is like probably one of the biggest uh, lack of understanding from many girls, you know, from our own friends in college, from our own sorority sisters, from everyone that we know within 18 to 21 that are in that dating phase or whatnot or complacent dating phase things like that i think so many people forget that you don't need him or her if there's guys listening to this like to be fulfilled right to like have fulfillment or to feel like you know what i mean because i think that's something else people forget too and i had to remind myself of this when i was ending things with my previous partner but you had a life before them Mm-hmm. you you can ha- you will have a life after them as well like yeah. you know but when we're in the relationship we forget like i mean that's what i'm saying like i'm very impressed by how i can just clearly see that you're not immersed in a way where you're like this is my world what what you're saying is true is that if things were to you know if shit hit the fan like you'd be okay you know i mean in, in at least in just in the grand scheme of things right and i think so many people don't think of it like that well i don't want to just like toot my own horn and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so perfect. I can leave my relationship and be fine. It took me a while to get there. It took a lot of self-love and once again, tuning into myself and saying, you are worth it. You're worth it as you are. Like that's just, it, it took a while. But once I did, and once I finally, high school ended, it came to a close, went to college. Jack was no longer in the picture. I mean, physically next to me he was in the picture but I had to do so much self-love but to by myself like take myself on dates it was so hard to go to dinner by myself but I did it it forced Mm -hmm. me to make friends it forced me to make my own community it it forced me to make my own life without Jack and I think that was 
huge for me. Huge. Mm -hmm. Because it helped me love myself. It helped me understand that I'm worth it with or without him. I have my own life with or without him. Life will go on with or without him. So I think that's really hard for a lot of girls. And it makes me sad that there are girls who don't have a life other than their boyfriend. And they throw everything away. Mm -hmm. That's that's really sad to me. Because you can have it all. You can have a career you can have you can have school have friends have family have a hobby have extracurriculars whatever and simultaneously have a boyfriend yeah or a girlfriend right and it's sad to me that that's a, there's a disconnect there to, in today's day and age i couldn't agree more and I, like i said and that's a huge reason why i wanted to speak specifically with you on this topic because for for example, just I, I didn't really realize too that like the whole going out to eat by yourself type of thing, like that's what kind of shifted you into realizing like there's life with or without him. Because to be candid, that was the same thing. So in my previous relationship, we had, I think you knew this, like we broke out for about six, seven months before. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically in the, f- the fall semester at my first year at Chapman. So junior mm-hmm. year, fall semester, we were not together. And so this was also before we met as well. And I remember during this time, I did the same thing. I remember I went to True Food and I ate by myself one of the nights um, because I literally was at a phase where I started to get so confident. I just didn't care. And honestly, I remember people would look at me and they're like, wow, like that's kind of like cool. You know what I mean? Because I think, I don't even know how old I was. It was probably like 20, definitely not 21 yet. And um, it it was just interesting because I remember those moments, like junior year was like, the biggest growth year for me because I was not with him for half of it and then then started to get back with him around the time we met as well and I remembered that the time I was alone or just going through the the shit by myself was where I really started to realize that with or without him like in my life I'm still gonna be thriving and I think I didn't obviously I didn't realize that about two until maybe three months after we had ended the first time around so I think that's probably why this second time around after things ending I feel like you you obviously saw it like you I think you mentioned too you were pretty surprised at how I guess well I handled it all because it didn't seem like it affected me that much and I will say it it is kind of true it's kind of true it didn't really affect me that much this time because of that first time and how Mm -hmm. I remember precisely that I was setting a foundation for myself. Like that junior year, my fall semester, I was like, I'm going to you know, read these books. I'm going to go to dinner by myself. I'm going to go make friends and I'm going to make friends that align with me. I'm not going to just settle for, you know, sorority friends or whatever, because they're in my sorority or because like, I need a friend. Like, yeah, I need a friend, but I'm going to pick specifically who I want. Because I remember too, as cheesy as it sounds, I remember thinking that I wanted friends and girlfriends that I could see as my future bridesmaids, even though it was, again, so like far-fetched and out there. I was like, that's the value I want in my friendship with the people that come into my life though. So obviously, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I brought that onto myself, like law of attraction, because I wrote about it. I talked about it. I looked for it. I looked for characteristics. And so obviously mm-hmm. I feel like that's why I felt like, you know, the universe timing of us meeting and of, of us like becoming friends, of us, me staying in the sorority, things like that. It, it kind of, it's funny just looking back how, like, how much it makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, no, I'm, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think it's funny because you, like, after your second breakup, you absolutely 
like killed it. I mean, you literally took a stride and you just kept on going. And I was like, okay, this bitch can't be stopped. <laughs> like you literally were like on fire. And yeah. I think so many girls need to understand this, that it is so freaking sexy to be confident and to be independent and to love yourself. Yeah. Like so many, like think about all of the attention you're getting, not even just from guys, but from girls and people who are just admiring you and you're single, you're yeah. living your best life and you are just so confident and it's sexy, like yeah. to everyone. And I know that sounds kind of creepy, but like, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like people are attracted to that. Yeah. And if you can just love yourself and know your self-worth and take yourself out to dinner and put your high heels on, I don't care if you're six feet tall. Put your high heels on and kill it and strut your stuff and love yourself and take yourself on a date because you're all you need. And and honestly too, well, I kind of want to ask if you remember that conversation before him and I ended things, like, was there anything that stood out to you that like you remember were red flags or things that you on the other hand like knew that it should be ending? Like I said, you were, you were the main person that really just made like the flip the switch for me like you like your my conversation with you was really what made me not be so hesitant because I was like wait what, like what the fuck if Avery could walk away and she and I could hear the conviction in your voice when you told me that I was like then then what the fuck are you doing Emily like you know like so I, I want to hear your thoughts if you recall any red flags or anything that you felt was what pushed you to say certain things that helped me get over that hump of just freaking doing it right so you, you mentioned your characteristics that are deal breakers in relationships, whether that be relate, romantic relationships, friend relationships, what have you. I have a huge, huge, huge issue with jealousy in relationships, whether that be girlfriends, boyfriends, what have you. And I'm not just talking about, oh, I'm jealous of that girl because she's talking to my boyfriend. I'm talking... I'm jealous of you because you're doing better at me in life. You should be hyping the frick out of your significant other or out of your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Literally, I get so much joy from when my friends accomplish something. There's nothing better than congratulating them and literally going over the moon for them. Like one of my, my little just had an interview with the Dodgers And I know so many girls who would just be jealous and not want to hype her up. I went over the moon. I made her go to my house, pick out a full-on suit. Mind you, she's a lot shorter than me. (laughs) She went to my house. I'm not even in California. My mom helped her pick out a suit for her interview. And they got her pants hemmed and got her jacket altered so it would fit her. And she went and she freaking killed that interview. And I was crying because I was so proud. And happy oh my her. god I'm like, like about to cry <laughs> <laughs> but going back to what you said about the red flag I couldn't stand that your ex was being jealous of you and not giving you the support that you needed mm-hmm. and it was killing me that I mean because your, your best friend can help you but when you have your boyfriend telling you one thing that that hurts mm-hmm. and it killed me that he wasn't giving you the support that you needed and was being more jealous 
and that social media was playing into it and it was just like it it was just bad and I was yeah. like you don't want to like you shouldn't want to marry someone where jealousy is an issue where he's jealous of me and he's not supporting me like your relationship isn't isn't going to go anywhere yeah so I that's one of my deal breakers is jealousy so when you were telling me that that's probably why I was fired up because I couldn't understand how someone as amazing as you was being torn down by someone like that. Right. You deserved so, like, you deserve to come home to freaking balloons every night. Like, oh my God, you, you closed. Great yeah. job, Em. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> closed like sales clothes. Right, right, like, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I am just one big hype woman and mm-hmm. I, I expect that from my relationships as well. So the fact that you weren't receiving that was making, I was very passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, well, of course, like you are always hyping me up. You know that. And honestly, that's why you're like my biggest support. And I love that I can genuinely trust you to actually be happy for me. And that's like the beauty of our friendship is like, even with my own freaking boyfriend or ex-partner that even with someone like him, even he, a guy was jealous of me. You know what I mean? Like that goes to show <laughs> how I would always have, like I still to this day, some, like I hesitate to tell people good news or anytime I'm like quote unquote winning because I have experienced so many times of people like reacting, yay, like good for you. And I could just tell they didn't mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm very selective with who I share because it's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow for some other people, you know, seeing either your best friend or your partner, like do better. And like you said, it should be a support system. It, in retrospect, just looking back now from that conversation, I think it was like on a Saturday or Sunday, it was a Saturday or actually could have been a Friday. I don't know. I just remember it vividly. And it was just like a game changer for me, not only within getting past the relationship, but also just realizing that, holy shit, I deserved so much better. But like now that I like realize that I'm like, holy, like, holy fuck. <laughs> Sorry, my language is always out the world, but I really did deserve way better. And then just like months later, just kind of leading up to where I am today. So I guess it's been about six months now. It's like, I really do see it. And I think that for those who are listening, I hope whether they're in a relationship that they do feel complacent in or they, you know, are seeing a guy and they feel, you know, they hear this, the same common things happening. Like you got to realize that if, if you don't like the way you're being treated or if something with the, if that one thing is bothering you, then you need to be able to stand up for yourself. And I think that's mm-hmm. something I hesitated on for a while because I was, yes, very much complacent and comfortable and, you know, like, just didn't really have anything that clicked in my head yet to walk away until you, you really just nailed it and was like, Emily, I like, I deserve the freaking best. So do you. And I was like, yeah. So why am I settling for good? Not fucking amazing. You know? Yeah. Good, great, incredible. And then just fucking amazing. And (laughs) that's what we want every woman to have. I love talking to you like now because not to say that you weren't amazing before your breakup Mm -hmm. but you've literally hit your stride in so many different ways you are just absolutely on top of this world killing it and that makes me so happy that you didn't settle 
and you you put something that wasn't adding any benefit or any positivity to your life and you left it and you found something else and you found something better within yourself yeah and you just kept moving and you just like like I'm like speechless talking about you absolutely are killing it and I'm so proud and happy oh my goodness Thank you, Avery. It always just means so much to just hear from you because I just know that it really does come from a genuine place. So I'm forever grateful for you and Chapman and DG and just how the universe <laughs> brought us together. I, I literally, like, it's just kind of insane to me. Like, it, it really is. It, it just kind of blows my mind because I... I even almost didn't even transfer to Chapman. It's funny. We both transferred there too. That's the thing. We both transferred to Chapman, but I almost didn't like, I almost like held back and like stayed at my previous school because I was too scared. Like what all this fucking bullshit, but you you see, Mm -hmm. it works out in the end, right? Like everything that you're scared to do. So that's why you're always helping me and you're there supporting me on my next big move eventually. (laughs) So, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for being on. Do you have any last pieces of advice or words that anything that you always like to just share with friends or just one thing that you're always very passionate about? Maybe it's a quote, anything in mind? I don't know if it's a quote, but something just to kind of send it all home. Yeah. You to whoever's listening to this, you are worth it you are beautiful and you are so amazing and you deserve the world. So keep doing you find happiness within yourself and keep on moving because the best is yet to come. Ah, that was, a, that, that was a quote from, from me. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I'm putting that in the freaking show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, again, thank you so much. And I genuinely appreciate you and our friendship forever. I appreciate you. Love you so much. Okay. Thanks, girl. So that was today's episode with my dear best friend, Avery. I met her in college and I couldn't be more grateful to have her in my life. I hope you guys found some value in this conversation. I know we went all over the place and were more so of a raw conversation, but personally, if I were to say what I gained from it was just having better understanding of of how important it is to have not only self-worth in a relationship, but to always be reminding myself of that and to just remind myself that I truly am worth it. I don't need another person to validate myself or anything like that. And I hope that for those who have been in my shoes or maybe are currently in my shoes and struggling with a relationship or struggling on figuring out certain things, um, again, I wanted this topic to be brought up because I know It's a common one among people our age, especially if you're in college or you're in your early 20s. We all go through it. So wanted to bring that up today in this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you rate it, it literally takes 0.2 seconds, I swear. And if you do leave a review, it should only take about less than a minute. So thanks so much for your support and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye.